Welcome to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Bake. It's a fresh take on a question all this time. If a woman is alone in the forest, will she still be undermined? It's a sorority of equality. It's a bonfire of a patriarchy. Come on, your hands, bring your moms, bring your dads. Come to the Clam Bake with me. It is the opposite <laughs> of a sausage fest. Lindsay Stidham. This week, Angela Golner, for the first time ever, is not here because she's tired and has been doing too much Shakespeare. Shakespeare's coming to an end, so she'll be back next week. Um, but uh, I have a guest co-host, which is so exciting. This Hi. has never happened before. It's very exciting. It's um, my first time guest co-hosting. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so happy to be here. And Celia has been on before on our sex positive episode. Hell yeah. We've Butt also plugs. like PS Anal ca- August. We've casually mentioned you on our podcast like five times. Oh shit. Like five different episodes. So uh, oh. hopefully our audience like already <laughs> knows uh, about you and has listened to that episode. If not, go back and listen. Yeah, man. It's a really good one. Celia brought like I like at least ten sex toys. All my personal <laughs> sex toys. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and we dissected them and mm-hmm. uh, it was really fun. Uh, but just to remind you, in case you've never tuned in, each week we interview different guests about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. And being a human can be tough and being a feminist is complicated. But our best resource is each other, which is why we even do this. Welcome to the Clam Bake Clams. We also have Stevie Nelson. Hi. Who is an amazing actress and podcast host. Um, She is on the same network as us uh, (laughs) with the podcast I Burn Everything. And she also is a host of uh, Crashleets. Am I saying it right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crashleets on On Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. (laughs) Which is like, I feel like if I was a preteen, I'd be like really excited right now. (laughs) (laughs) But full confession, I haven't watched Nickelodeon in a little while. Um, but I, I would be curious to know what's going on on Nick, on Snick. Do they still Snick? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I really don't <laughs> know, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you've also seen Stevie all over the internet. Uh, and we're so glad she's here. Thank Yay! you for having me. Yeah, and also you can see, uh, I just want to mention Super Cash, that uh, Celia, you'll see her name in the credits of For the People, produced by Shonda Rhimes this season, <laughs> which is pretty yeah. cool as a writer. Very exciting. cool. Pre- premiere in January, so at some point you'll like see a commercial and you'll be like, I feel like I've heard of that show, and that's the show. Cool. Oh, I'm so excited I'm for that excited show. I'm excited, too. I'm very excited. Love me some Shonda to- Land. It's, yeah, it's a fun land, Shonda's land. Yeah, love that yeah. suspense. <laughs> <laughs> slash whodunit, slash yep. all the good things, who's going to fuck who. I mean, Ugh, there's a lot of fucking all the time in Shondaland. Gotta love that. I Gotta love, love that about her. Um, well, Stevie, we always begin our podcast asking the question, are you a feminist? Why or why not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody ever said No. You know, we have we've had we had some men on where we didn't mean to like super confront them, but it was really interesting to hear their answers that they were like, "We don't know if we've earned that." And we were like, "But we want you on our side and we brought you on cuz we thought you were allies." And yeah. they were like, "We feel real weird about calling Whoa. ourselves." Yeah. I, I don't think it's something you can earn. No. I feel like it's like it's the belief that women are equal to men and should have equal rights. Mm-hmm. How is that earned? <laughs> It's just like, that's just a thought you have one day where you're like, "Mm, I think this woman should earn the same amount of money as me. 
Yeah. Right? Right. Maybe yeah. they haven't earned it, to be honest. Maybe. <laughs> maybe they still think that 70 cents on the dollar is cool. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 79, 79 cents, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's really fascinating how this question de- disarms people and how there's still like a weird stigma around the wor- word. It's insane. Yeah. It's really crazy. I mean, if you really, I, how I destigmatize words is I just define them. I, I literally look up definitions of things. So, you know, even disease, the term disease is dis-ease, uneasy, or you know what I mean? So it's like none of these things are that – we put stories behind them, but being a feminist essentially to me just means you believe that women are equal to men and should be treated as such. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> Hardcore. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. They were like really worried because they were like, oh, we don't know about our activism or if we've done enough activism. And I was like, I'm always worried that I'm not doing enough activism, yeah. but I'm still going to call myself feminist. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I think activism is definitely part of it. I think yeah. you I think it's one thing to call yourself a feminist and then your actions don't back it up. Yeah. Um. But I think, yeah, just get active then. Yeah. Totally. You know, remedy that cognitive dissonance, baby. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's easy these days. You can, like, get an app to help you be an activist. So. Yeah. 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 I just pick the same – the thing I would normally donate to, I just pick the women's version of it usually. Yeah. Like, I donate everything to the National Council of Jewish Women. Cool. I donate to Women Against Gun Violence. Awesome. Like, I just make sure it's all for women. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? To be like, okay, until we're equal, I'll just very much favor this. <laughs> I like that philosophy. Yeah. Big time. Um, Keely, do you want to ask the next question? Oh, sure. <laughs> Will you, okay, so you have a podcast yeah. with David Harwood. You've been on it. I've been on it. Uh, Your episode's called uh, Butt Stuff, right? I, every episode of everything I'm ever on <laughs> is called Butt Stuff. Love I'm obsessed that. with butts mm-hmm. and stuff that goes in your butt. Um, <laughs> I realized today that I had not properly celebrated anal August on my social media, so I'll be remedying that. But mm. Tell, wait, so who created anal August? Anal. So I used to work at the Pleasure Chest, and uh, anal August is a thing that the Pleasure Chest does because they want to destigmatize anal sex and anal play and so um it was just something that like we talked about at work I love and it. i just really feel strongly about like destigmatizing uh butt stuff oh. it'll change your life i'm sorry to have Soups? derailed no the question that. about butts i'm just grateful that you're always on brand <laughs> like sincerely grateful i just feel really strongly about it and um oh. Yeah. I can't I, wait to check out that hashtag litter on Insta. I'm sure. <laughs> I s- hashtag analogous. I will it's be doing the, the same thing. <laughs> Just always use, uh, make sure you use a flared base, butt plug with a flared base. Okay. So <laughs> you yeah, have what's a up? Uh-huh. <laughs> will you tell us how your podcast came about? What's your podcast origin story? Yeah. How did it even happen? actually, before we even do that origin story, what is your lady's origin story of your friendship? Because oh. I know you have like maybe a similar friendship to me and Angela where you're like together a lot think the same thoughts <laughs> I don't know maybe not maybe I'm putting yeah. that on you guys like me and Angela yeah. have a bizarro relationship so I wouldn't say ours is bizarre as much as it's just like a really nice friendship we yeah. um I photographed her oh awesome and I've made a lot of friends photographing people it's really vulnerable I think and yeah. then you become friendly by asking questions and talking to them and we became friends we we eat a lot of meals together. We do eat a lot of meals. I think the time when our f- like we became friends and then our t- our, th- our relationship 
sort of solidified at a point where we had both gone through a breakup at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we sort of started without even really like checking in meeting for breakfast every morning every morning because oh, the restaurant we were that. meeting at is right in the middle of our apartments yeah and so we would just both walk to this restaurant and like i think it started with like breakfast and then because something that stevie does that is really kind of amazing is that like she she's really good at like texting first thing in the morning which is something that like you kind of miss at the end of a relationship right totally. like that connection and so something she did for me was that she would text me every morning and check in with me and like be sort of a, a like an anchor in that way. And so it started, we turned into breakfast buddies. <clears throat> and then it just became a thing where it was like, we just expected to see each other, I guess, at eight in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and we just started meeting. And now we can't go to that place. Like anytime we, mm-hmm. we go meet mm-hmm. for food, we're like not that place it's a gross sad place it is (laughs) i go Uh, sometimes but i went recently and i was still like me too um so that was sort of the time i think that was like a two-month stretch where we just started seeing like every single morning we started our day together and it made i I can only speak for myself but it made me feel like um we had an almost familial connection where it was just like this is a person i can uh, depend on and count on and say pretty much anything to. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, when we go through periods where we don't see each other for a chunk of time, um, there's no – it's not weird. It's, it's not, not It's weird. just like, oh, well, we just accept- – there's no, no we like- just pick up where we left off. Yeah. It's kind of incredible because a lot of friends you have that thing with that you're like – haven't talked to her in two weeks. There's going to be a conversation of some sort because it's yeah. a problem. But yeah. with her and I, it's sort of like, oh, we're just busy. Like, we know it's never personal. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. it was, we'd be like, hey, you hurt my feelings last week. Yeah. Like, yeah. the cool it's thing is we have an honest friendship. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. That's it's so the cool. nicest. Yeah. 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 And we helped each other get through those two breakups. And it yeah. was kind of incredible. I've never healed so well from a breakup. Took Aww. me a little longer, but I suck at healing from breakups. But <laughs> but truly, like Stevie was a huge part of my healing process because uh, she really allowed me to just be totally vulnerable when I needed to be. And yeah. she she's really great at not being prescriptive or giving advice when it's not like she just hears what I need and like responds and doesn't ever make me feel like I'm failing at being mm-hmm. a person. I love this. Which Aww. some people do. Nice. Aww. That's how I feel. Yeah. So nice. so that's our origin That's our origin story. It's <laughs> uh, a good one. That's so really what's good. yours with your podcast and Dave? Okay, so I keep like an just an in my notes, I keep a thing that says, um <laughs> I just got a text from my sister that said, Paisley threw up on your bed, which <laughs> means that I just I just have to go home to that. Um, okay, so I t- I keep a note in my um, phone of names of things. Yeah, I love naming things. Sometimes I have names for things before I have oh, the thing too. themselves. I love naming things. Me too. Yeah. So much. Yeah. So much. And so I had had the name I burn everything in my phone, and I was like, I don't know what I want that to be, but. It's so funny to me. (laughs) And I tweeted it. I said, thinking about starting a blog or something like that, thinking about starting a blog called I Burn Everything, a food and relationship blog. And um, because I can't cook (laughs) and, well, definitely can't seem to figure out relationships either. So I tweeted that. And Dave Horowitz wrote back and wrote, this should be a podcast. 
and I'll be your sidekick. <laughs> and I was like, cool, when do you want to get started? And like literally that mentality started the thing. Like, I love that. I, I was just that. like, from that point on, I just sort of like took the steps moving forward to make a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I also love a man who's like, I want to be your sidekick. Oh, like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell that. yeah. You're the star, I'm the sidekick. Yeah. Just yeah. voluntarily. <laughs> yeah, he kind of like willingly <laughs> says that. He's like, this is your thing. And then I just like come in and I co-host. And like, <laughs> I like that too. I like, I like like being in charge. I like, I like doing those things. So it's fun for me to be like, I'm the queen bee. Yeah. Yeah. I wish everything I was like that. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, it's so funny, like, when I first just saw the title of your podcast, before I started listening to it, I thought it was just straight up about self, self-sabotage, because <laughs> that every story was going to be that. Yeah. I'm dark. No, <laughs> I mean, it does lead to, it does tend and lean towards that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like a lot of that, but like, also we have some really successful, like people who have successful relationships and totally. healthy relationships to food. And yeah, it's interesting. Like. But the single people tend to lean towards the self-sabotage, emotional cutting kind yeah. of thing. But I also feel like oh, people yeah. give yeah. good dating advice on, like, overall, especially the people who've dated a lot, like, I like hearing their Me too. perspectives. Because I've d- I've d- I still feel like a neophyte dater, even though I'm, you know, not young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not the youngest. But no, uh, I feel that way, too. Yeah. I'm not young, but I didn't date for a really long time because I was married. Yeah. So I feel like my, I was just saying to someone, my first heartbreak came when I was in my early 30s. Like the kind uh, of heartbreak you go through at like 17 or 18. Yeah. Most people go through at 17 or 18. I went through it like 32. Yeah. So. I'm overall a late bloomer as well. Yeah. Lost my virginity late, first heartbreak late, like all the, like, yeah. yeah. Mm. I lost my virginity early, but that's probably <laughs> not surprising. What with the butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie's literally just shaking her head like please don't keep talking about butt stuff no I'm like this should be a through line for sure it is the through line of my life I love it I mean I'm waiting for your pilot that's just called butt stuff I mean uh, sure it's coming yeah coming <laughs> oh. coming to Fox real soon yep. <laughs> um, so Stevie do you think being and, and Celia both do you guys think being open about fe- feminism changes how you date at all or being like embracing your feminism yeah I mean no and yes like part of me is like only in that anytime I declare something, anytime I'm like, I'm a feminist or I'm a vegetarian or I'm this, it solidifies my point of view on it and therefore makes certain things for me unacceptable mm-hmm. in dating. Um, I dated a guy who had kind of like Republican point, you know, Republican sort of undertones, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't like it. Yeah. I didn't like it. I thought it was kind of non-negotiable for me. Like, I think if you're, I, I want you to be as liberal as I am, to be honest. And I think like that does change it. And that, you know, I can be open to people having different points of view as me, but like I picture my partner being liberal as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. yeah, in that way, but also like every guy in LA besides that one guy, you know, <laughs> is pretty liberal. Yeah. Sometimes they, sometimes the extreme Bernie bros have like an interesting point of view to me that's like debatable how liberal yeah. they are. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. I yeah. dated a guy once who always wanted to split like dinners and 
called it feminism, and I was like, oh, that's not feminism. <laughs> no, that's your excuse. Like, yeah, that's, that's an a, excuse yeah. for something, but that's not feminism. You yeah. can't call that feminism. Yeah. That's you not wanting to be chivalrous. Yeah, totally. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, although sometimes I'm like real, uh, I go real hardcore where I want to pay for half on the first date, especially if I'm not feeling it. I'm always like, I'm paying for half of this, but oh, yeah, nothing yeah. in me ever wants to pay half. <laughs> like I won't even offer because I don't want to. <laughs> I'm like, it was your idea. That's you wanted funny. me to come, like you wanted me to show up here. I didn't ask you on a date. True, true. That's Do you know what no, I mean? That's a good point. Like if you ask me on a date, I. I would if I asked someone on a date, I would expect to pay. Interesting. That's you know a yeah. really good point. I feel like whoever yeah. asks should pay. I dated a guy early, like end of last year, beginning of this year, who like really liked to pay. Like it was a big deal yeah. for him to be able to pay for things, and it was so lovely, and I appreciated so much being taken care of. But at a certain point, I wanted to return the favor, and it didn't feel like. I didn't know how to do that. Like, I didn't know how to do it in a way that didn't make him feel uh, like I was d- yeah. sort of, like, dismissing what he was doing, which was so lovely and generous. So I do feel like it's kind of important maybe in the early stage to just say, like, hey, I would like to treat you yeah. also so that you have that yeah. uh, kind of – because I think in a relationship you end up just kind of splitting things, like, right. once you're in the relationship part. But I have to say, like, he was the first one – he's the first person I dated who was, like – in a position to be able to pay. And it was really nice to be yeah. sort of taken care of in that way. I just, I was also in a position to pay. And so I wanted to do that for yeah. him and make him feel that way. It just never really got to a point where we did that. But, um, but yeah, I, I, that kind of thing, I feel like whoever asks, yeah, it's on them, I think, male or female or yeah. same gender. Me too, or whatever it's your idea. Yeah. It'd be Whoever like me being like, do you want to go to a concert? Do you want to go to this concert with me? And you're like, sure, I'm like, Give me your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, because recently I've done this, I've been doing this thing um, where I'm dating myself, which sounds so pathetic when I say it, but I'm doing, I'm, I'm giving myself the things that I would want to do, to do, to have and do in a relationship, if I were in a relationship. I'm doing so the same thing. I think yeah. it's really, like, it's a way of taking care of yourself. And so I bought a bunch of concert tickets, like a ton of concert tickets for the next, like, six months or something. And I always buy two with the intention of, like, Maybe there's going to be someone I'm dating or I'll just take a friend or whatever. And I yeah. and I and, you know, whoever it is, I offer it. And then they always want to pay me back. And I'm like, I'm not I'm treating. Yeah. It's such an interesting phenomenon that people I, I think people feel uncomfortable with being treated. I don't know. I don't think it's that they feel uncomfortable. I think the norm is that people want everything. Everyone's very tit for tat and like not used to being treated because yeah. like I'm. I've had friends where I've gone to concert with concerts with them and not knowing they wanted me to pay. And then they're like, you owe me $32. I'm <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Here's my money. I don't know. And yeah. my dignity. I fear. Right. <laughs> like, this well, makes me feel bad. Um, but I don't think – I think that we're so used to it. I'm, I, You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't assume that you were paying. Okay, well, in the future, when you go with me to a concert, assume I've already paid. I unless we make a deal. <laughs> well, unless we g- plan it together, right? But, like, if I've purchased a ticket and I'm like, hey, I have an extra ticket to, I don't know, 
Father John Misty is coming up. That's why. Uh, He's but so hot. I'm super I excited can't to deal with but how hot like, he is. Who's your date for that? I don't have one. <laughs> oh. Oh. Does someone want to be my date? Uh oh, I'll go to that. <laughs> <laughs> match. Um, match. Now I have a date. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if I. I I'll Venmo you forty five dollars. <laughs> okay, thanks. I, it's actually the ticket was sixty. So, oh. well then I'll Venmo you a hundred dollars because I made a mistake. Perfect. <laughs> um, but I was gonna say, in answer to the, does it change how you date? I am very particular about the people that I date. Like, yeah. And this comes from someone that I dated. I remember very clearly, like, on the first date we were having drinks, and he caught himself like I was I was done with my drink and I wanted a second one, and he caught himself like trying to order for me. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. You can do that on your own. And it was one of those moments where I realized that he had actively been learning how to not sort of condescend or like. And then one night we were bowling and he was like, may I, I I don't want to give you advice if if it's not warranted, but like I'm a terrible bowler. So he was (laughs) like, may I help you out? And and because of the way he spoke to me and asked, I realized that he had made a concerted effort on his own in his life yeah. before we met to <clears throat> consider how he spoke to women and how he treated women yeah, and how he thought about women. And that was a turning point for me that, like, I would never accept anything less at this point. So if right. I meet someone who doesn't seem to be on that path yeah. to, like, really examining their relationships to marginalized folks in general, yes, I'm – uninterested in them and can't have a conversation oh i'm so with you so the only other person i've dated for any length of time was another person like that yeah like really considered those things so like i i don't sort of walk around going i'm a feminist because i feel like that's something that i just it's a given i feel like yeah everyone's like it's just a so it really is more about like how do you operate in the world how do you speak to me how do you speak to the women around you how do you speak about women around you yeah how do you speak about people in general and sexuality like how do those things get talked about and then i'm willing to consider oh i love that i like that i do too it's i i do feel like we're in such an interesting time with our current crazy president who says and does what he wants if you are a man trying to make an effort because the last three, two people I've dated let me make the first move physically, which I don't mind doing, but I think men are a little bit on guard. And Mm -hmm. I think it's like a tough, confusing time for better or worse, hopefully ultimately for the better. If they are trying to like make an effort, it's like where, where do you, where are the lines of different things? It's like not easy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, envy being a man right now actually i like very recently i've been like i am so happy to be a woman oh yeah took a long time to get here but now i'm like yes it (laughs) is the time to be a lady yeah it is yeah yeah um Um, what have you learned about uh love from talking about it so much with your guests oh man oh man (laughs) um so much i i guess like the themes would be that like there's no recipe for it, you know, like that everyone's very different. Everyone has different tastes and what works for one person absolutely doesn't work for the next guest. Um, all love stories tend to be different. Most people don't believe in soulmates or if they do, there's like and they amend it a little. Um, I've just learned that it's like I think the key, at least my takeaway is like the key to understanding love is understanding yourself. And so the more you understand yourself, the more you understand what you need out of a partner or love or and what works for you. And that's all I've taken away. 
everyone is so different. Yeah. You know, we've had like a sampling of people, people who are in open relationships, people, um, you know, like straight, gay, bi, like we've had all sexualities, all types of people, all ages, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know, whatever works, man. Whatever feels good for you. Yeah. It's not easy. It's a crazy wild road out there. Yeah. But (laughs) you know what? You know what's crazy is the people who have successful relationships are all like, it was easier with this person. Yeah. Everyone does say that. They're like, there was ease with this person. Yeah. And that like there is conflict, but it's easy to talk to them. Right, right. And I was like, what the fuck is that like? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Where is that person? You don't meet that person every day. It's true. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Nuh-uh. No No way. No way. Uh, Celia, I'll let you ask the next question. Oh, my God. This This is is a long question. It's a long one. I like this question. Okay, so I'm going to read this question. So, okay. (laughs) You ask everyone if they believe in a soulmate, which you just mentioned. So science tells us that soulmates are bad for our health. Mm. Sue Johnson, an Ottawa-based psychologist, doesn't believe in the idea of a, du- of a perfect fit. She's done research to prove that women lose their fight-or-flight response when holding the hand of their mate. Do you think that's romantic or super fucked up? <laughs> All right. That they lose their fight-or-flight. There's a lot to unpack in this okay, question. Okay, okay. So there's two parts to this question. Number one, soulmates are bad for our health. And then the other part is, is it fucked up that a woman loses her fight-or-flight response when she holds her mate's hand? Okay. Or is it romantic? (laughs) I mean, I think it's biological. Probably it's primal. I think a lot of these things are just primal and you can't really help them. Um, But the first part, soulmates, um, I had never read. I'd never read that. And when I read it in your question, I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. I understand where it's coming from, right? The idea of a soulmate being like, but there's one person designed for me, the perfect person with zero conflict. Like, I think <laughs> that idea is like fantasy land. Um, but I think if you meet someone and something, I have met people before and something in me is like sparked. And it's like, maybe it's charm at first sight. Right. Maybe it's like, lust at first sight it could be a bunch of things but like the relationship has lasted like I met a guy once and I looked at him and I was like I'm gonna make that guy love me and I walked up to him and we like we connected like we were soulmates if you want in the term soulmate you know like and so I don't know man like it's it's tough because part of me believes in that soul connection. I really do. I believe that some people are just connected in a different way, but I'm also kind of spiritual. Mm-hmm. So like that's not based in science. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, so I don't really know. I believe in soulmates. I believe in like multiple. I feel like I've had many. Yeah. I think also I'm probably going to meet someone um, that will I'll like end up getting married to that will probably I'll consider my soulmate. Yeah. I, I also so. know that I'm... <laughs> I'm kind of like like a little too spiritual and a little too um like I kind of I'm kind of romantic. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm yeah. it's definitely not scientifically based. Yeah, Psychology Today or like whatever your psych favorite psych magazine is. I feel like once a year they love to put out a downer of an article that <laughs> is like yeah. soulmates are fiction and it's yeah. science is science Yeah. But like 
It's definitely, but I don't know if it's like full on biological for me, but I, as soon as I see a person, which is what is so difficult about, uh, difficult about internet dating, like, you, you know, as soon as you see the person, you're like, I'm 100% nope. sleeping with that person yep. or absolutely no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. In, it's instantaneous. Mine, mine's instant. Yeah. Mine's instant to the point where I can tell if I'm going to like date that person long term. I'll be like, yep three years yep like I can feel it do you know what I mean yeah and so it's like I don't know I don't know yeah I just know totally and also that second part of that do I think it's super fucked up that you lose your (laughs) fight or flight I don't I had never heard that either and then (laughs) I was just like it's very weird also kind of makes sense right primarily if you're looking for someone I mean, technically, you're looking for someone to protect you or to feel safe with, like right. a relationship makes mm-hmm. you feel safe. Yeah, you don't really need that fight or flight anymore. Right, right. I think it for me, I read that and I'm like, that's primal. That's some primal mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I don't know. I think both these questions, like nature versus nurture, it's a little bit of both, you know? Yeah, yeah. I love that there was no answer, like, to the male part of that. Like, it wasn't like the male loses that, too. It's like a, to- you know, totally weird bias article. But yeah. <laughs> no. it, the other half of that is, like, the male bears two times the fight or flight. <laughs> That's why they're always so nuts. Man grows like wings <laughs> and <laughs> woman claws to protect women. Woman can't move car when it's... <laughs> right. When trying well, to women rescue can't baby. Drive, let's be clear. No, Man no. is jerking off in his head while holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> to porn porn bank store uh, forever uh, <laughs> God. so good um what do you think of that question Celia? i think it's such a strange question it is yeah, it is a strange like, question but i was trying to like dig for like science research on soulmates gendered um i mean i'm i was one of those people on stevie's podcast who said i didn't believe in soulmates and i i struggle because i'm at odds with myself, I am both a hopeless romantic who believes that uh, that thunderbolt of love is possible, and I also am super cynical, and I think I'm going to die alone. My cats are going to eat me, and um, that's fine. <laughs> I'm happy to provide sustenance for them. <laughs> but, like, uh, I do think it's damaging to think that there's only one perfect person out there for you because I think it causes people to... Uh, dismiss people who are kind of magical but maybe flawed because I don't know they're human beings Um, or also if something ends you become so attached to that person being the one that you miss out on however many people come after that you could potentially end up as um, yeah in a partnership with so I I'm conflicted about all of that I I think the fight or flight thing concerns me as a safety issue (laughs) Uh, <laughs> but I am curious what the male part of that is. And I, I think you're, Stevie's right. It's by it sort of, that sounds like it boils down to biology, basically that like, we're just, when you feel safe and comforted with a partner, you do kind of lose that, uh, edge that you have naturally. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why some people who are so like operate so defensively when they fall in love everyone's like what's up with that person right they're like they put down their weapons yeah <laughs> weapons down yeah but i have had one moment in my whole life where i think i met a soulmate there was a guy and it was not romantic actually there's a guy in college he's like my brother and when i met him i really genuinely thought oh there you are and it was like this like knoll shaped hole was in my life and then he dropped right in and i was like okay we we Mm. found each other and we became inseparable for the rest of the time that we were in college and then 
had a little bit of a weird uh, falling out towards the end of college and then eventually saw each other again uh, and he was very sick when he was very sick and he died and I got to share some time with him before he passed away. That's the closest I'll ever and maybe like my cat but like those are the two <laughs> I, soulmates romantically I just I I have real trouble embracing that idea but yeah. I do think we have them I just don't know that they're always romantic yeah, yeah I agree mm. I, I think, think soulmates can be like friends yeah totally I think my dog is a person yeah. reincarnated that I knew in another life I totally get that <laughs> no <laughs> I feel that way about my sure. cat yeah. I had a paralyzed cat who was like my whole heart and yeah. when he died I it was like I lost a part of myself. Like yeah. it really, he's the closest thing I think other than Noel that I've had to that kind of soulmate yeah. relationship. Yeah. It's just like unconditional love is so mm. rare that yeah. like maybe that's why we think that about our animals sometimes. Probably. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it was Nora Ephron that said that like, you have a soulmate for different times of your life because mm. she was like, ma- she was married yes. a couple times. Mm-hmm. I'm into that idea because yeah. I feel like every relationship i've had i really believe those dudes were my soulmates for that moment you know what i mean there's only one boyfriend i didn't think was my soulmate which is interesting because i thought the person before him was my soulmate so there is something a little damaging about that point of view you know because you're like well i'm with this very basic human and the guy before him was magic (laughs) so let me know let me know which one's gonna work out (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I do like the notion that like people are in your life at a certain time to teach you certain things. I like, think so. There's something very I think very it's part of your about path too. Yeah, like it's just part. Of, everything is just part of the path. What if you make everything part of the path? Yeah, you know, totally. This podcast is part of the path. It's part yeah. of the path, guys. <laughs> um, I do love the sleepless in Seattle quote that I'm just gonna say it right now. Destiny is something we've invented because we can't stand the fact that everything that happens is accidental. Nora Ephron, man, she's just like the queen of writing about romance. She's the best. She's the best. But then she also has the very dated Harry Met Sally quote about like somebody's going to steal your husband if you don't get there first. (laughs) 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 Like the person meant to be your husband, you just got to get there first. Whoa, whoa, (laughs) whoa. Somebody else is going to be married to him. Straight up competition over (laughs) here. (laughs) Little ladies, little 1980s. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to sit well with anyone. (laughs) No, no, not super. Quote, not super feminist, <laughs> but you know, it's all good. We've evolved, hopefully, as our view of relationships. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. I <laughs> don't know. All of us yeah. are like, let's not touch that. Yeah, <laughs> move on. Let's Ain't not, no August, anyone. <laughs> let's not tell the stories about ladies we knew who yeah, no, the same guy as we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a there. whole different podcast. That's a whole different podcast. Called Eskimo Sisters in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but there's plenty of us. Uh, some of them I'm still friends with, so it's all good. You know, mm-hmm. it's all good. <laughs> Oof. Um, so what are some dating perils of wisdom that you have gathered from your podcast that you can share with us so we do not go down the same dark path as people you've learned from? Um, what are you asking? Have you learned any, like, lessons, like, dating perils that we should avoid, dating pratfalls from all the people you've had on your podcast? Um, gosh, it's a good question. Um, I like how I'm like, what are you asking? What, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Lessons? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, maybe just that it's important to listen to your instincts. 
most people who say they entered into like a bad relationship or a relationship that didn't work for them, they ignored the first red flags. Yeah. I think there's a fine line because it's like we want to be accepting people have flaws. I sure do. I'm not a perfect person. Um, but there are some things that I think are non-negotiable or as they start adding up, they feel like a lot of red flags. And I think it's like, listen to them. Listen to your gut. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is straight up a lesson for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, do you have any lessons just like from your dating life? <laughs> it's interesting. I think mine is the same. I think uh, I have a tendency, I think, uh, as a writer to finish stories or romanticize stories. Sure. And sort of write out the future of things. And I think... Um, I future trip so bad if I like somebody. Oh, it's yeah. Terrible. In, like, almost immediately. And I think, like, the last person I dated, I really forced myself not to do that. Yeah. Um, and it... I mean, it still ended, but like it was actually a much healthier experience than any other dating situation I've had. But, but I do remember a situation where we were sitting, we were sitting, not this most recent guy, but a one before uh, we were sitting at dinner or like in a parking lot or something. And, and something was striking me as very strange in his behavior. And I remember that I liked him so much that I sort of, pretended it wasn't happening yeah and when I look back to me it's such a it was such a moment where it was so clear that yeah. like we're never gonna this is never gonna work but I had did not I had sort of like mm -hmm. shut that part of I was like no I'm in love with him we're in love yeah I want to marry him you had like made like, up your mind I had mind. already decided the future and so there was no getting out of it so for me it's two things it's one that like I knew in my soul in that moment, this would never work. And yeah. I forced it for another two or three weeks until he ended it, actually. I wasn't even the one who ended it. And then, uh, and also that you cannot future trip. Like, yeah. no. you cannot time travel. You have to stay present in the moment. Yeah. Because I think, like, especially when you want a relationship and you're setting your life up to have a person in it, right? Like, like I buy two of things a lot so that I invite that person in like I'm creating space for that person I love that that's so beautiful so, well I just feel like it's something you like it's a way of like I've read like, books no, I want to be in a pair yeah. I want to be in a partnership they, so you they say that about your bedroom yeah like if your bedroom you doesn't have two nightstands night yeah then so you're not you're not making a place for two people shit my bedroom does yeah. not have two nightstands <laughs> mine has two phone chargers mine. and I only have the nightstand because I don't want you to stay over no you better get out get out well, after my current apartment <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the midst of moving literally this week. My current apartment, my bed is shoved against the wall. It's really hard for anyone who stays over to like get in or out of my bed. Yeah. So I've had that situation before. Yeah. In the Same. Studio. Yeah. So yeah. moving part of what I was looking for and part of what I'm really excited about in my new apartment is that my bed can go in the middle of the room and I can have two nightstands and there can be a space for another person. But I'm yeah. really, Love that. I'm really interested in like making space for another person. I want to be in a partnership. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's it's a good to sort of keep yourself open to that and also it's really important to when you're dating not sort of immediately put that person like make that person your partner right, right. like really take the yeah. time to as we've well, said many times gather information yes. to make sure that's yeah. the right person we say that over and over again we're like it's you just need to gather information because the reality and 
I'm in therapy and my therapist is like, it takes about four months to figure out if you're in love with someone. Yeah. Almost every single one of my boyfriends, besides maybe my last, had told me they were in love with me within the first two weeks. Today, that's alarming. Yeah. That's, that's alarming. That's a red flag. It's not accurate it really scares me and when people do that now when people move too fast it's very scary for me and my alarms ring mm -hmm. the really? last gu the last guy I kind of like casually dated our first date if I'm going to be very if I was going to be very honest and not set on having a really good time mm -hmm. because I can make a date fine was really weird the guy had weird behavior and before he dropped me off he suddenly was like I just got really tired and he like his personality changed Whoa. and like I allowed it because he, we had a date the next night and so I was like I just keep that like whatever and then like I kept seeing all these red flags and of course it ended with red flags you know what I mean like it was just like I just need to honor my gut instinct my gut instinct is has never been wrong <laughs> it really hasn't I've never regretted cutting something off quickly. Yeah, yeah. I've never been like, well, I should have given that psychopath some more time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the, the apps? I mean, the apps, Ugh. the apps really want to- Abandon the apps. I hate the apps. Dump the apps. I hate the apps. Okay. Some of their notions are so romantic, like, okay, Cupid no. wants us to believe in the algorithm and that they're trying no. to match us with somebody and Happen wants us to just cross paths magically and- It'll I've be so I have strong negative feelings towards these apps. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you guys both done them? Yeah. I have very intermittently, and I I hadn't I'd been in a relationship for with two like pa the past two years. Yeah. So I'm only single by like four or five months. Yeah. I was on one app for two months. I had some pretty good dating experiences. Do you mind saying which app? I was on Raya. Oh, I've heard of this app. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I res I deleted it about two weeks ago uh -huh. because I felt like I was being treated like one of many, like sincerely yeah. being treated like a guy would text me every seven days. Yeah. I'd go on a date with him and he'd text me in seven days. How are you supposed to build momentum if you're texting me in seven days? You're clearly not crazy about me. Yeah. I'm clearly not crazy about you. We clearly don't care where this goes. But that was my experience with it. It's that, like, I don't want to be treated like that. Like, I don't want to be – and also none of the guys on there were funny. Like, legitimately <laughs> none of the guys yeah. were funny. And um, and I found it really boring. And I found, like – I felt like I was wasting my time. And I don't want to spend my time having someone decide if I'm worthy of loving or being in a relationship with or just having sex with based on photographs. Like yeah. I have energy. I have like, I'm a living, breathing human being and I don't like the way it makes me view people either. Yeah. I don't like that. It makes me pick apart people's faces and like, Oh, well I don't like that. He surfs like I'm, you know what I mean? Whereas oh, if hey. I were to meet someone in real life and he had good energy and we really connected, would I care if he surfs? Right. No, but, like, I care on that app. I'm like, <laughs> what are all these guys surfing for? <laughs> so many surfers, so many rock climbers. I don't like them. I want to meet someone in real life, and I want I want our energies to be drawn to each other. And, like, I don't know. I get that they work for some people, and it might work for me in the future, but right now I'm very turned off um, to the idea of it. Yeah, same. I've, tri I've tried them, like, earlier this year I went all, all in on some apps because I just have never done that before. So I was like, let's try this out. And um, 
met a guy I really liked. Yeah. And then, and then totally got ghosted by him. And then Celia was there the night that he sent me the craziest text. It message. was the craziest text. I'm eventually going to perform it. I just haven't had the chance. It but, should um, be a thing. Yeah. It should be a performance art piece about narcissism, like in a nutshell. But uh, uh, we can just tag all our ex-boyfriends. In yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I was like, I, 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 the thing about apps is like, you're going to go on dates. Whereas like in life, you can go through like long periods of just not going on dates because people like just don't ask people anymore. That's like the only advantage. It's like, if you want to go on dates, you're going to go on them. Yes. Yeah. 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 If you want to get the practice, I liked it for after my relationship ended so I could get back in the practice yeah. of being single. Right. Um, but I think if you're trying to sincerely date date someone the app i was on was not effective for that right right. i did meet someone in real life yeah at my yoga studio i had two guys at my yoga studio yeah one of which texted me every day whoa for oh no for like two months hey what are you doing today (laughs) (laughs) hey what what's up today this is my favorite guy (laughs) what are you what are you doing today I'd be like, I'm on a run right now. He'd be like, oh, I was about to ask you if you wanted to go on a run. I'm leaving in five minutes. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it feels like you're just trying to really fit me into e- your everyday yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Um, also, you know, most people try to date people if they want to date people. Like, <laughs> ask me on a date. I yeah. told him, I was like, if you want to actually, like, make a solid plan, let me know. And he wrote back, what do you have in mind? And I was just like. I give up on you. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw him. I never went on a date with him. Yeah. That's what yeah. real life dating's like. So maybe all of I it's mean, bad. I don't know how to do any of it. Like I, the real life dating, I, like the, the men that I've really connected with and cared for are not men I ever would have given a second thought to on apps. Right. And I know. And like me neither. I had a lot of rules at first where I was like, no, Video games, no, whatevs, whatever. And then suddenly I find myself dating a guy who plays video games and I really like him. Yeah. And I suddenly meet a guy who's like into comic books and I find myself now into comic books. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. those kinds of things that like felt like mm, on no, an not app my you'd thing. be grossed out. Exactly. Yeah. On an app, if you're like, I'm into whatever comic books, I'd be like, Meh. and then I meet this person and then they share with me why they're into them. And then I get like yeah. that sort of stuff is like stuff that you end up being that's a dumb thing to bring yes. up but like those are the things that like you start to you connect over tiny things and then you realize that you like this person and you care about this person yeah. and maybe like I remember actually there's a guy that I we're still friends and like he's the first person I he was the second date I went on uh on Tinder when I first got on Tinder after a bad breakup and he didn't look at all like the men I had dated before or like my, he was not my type at all and but his profile made me laugh (laughs) and I was like yeah he looks funny and sweet and like why not it's worth it to just meet him and he has become a good friend of mine like genuinely a a person I care for and that actually that the time that we did see each other changed the way that I approach dating like now I'm much more open to like people who don't necessarily look the way I thought someone should look so I think like um so that's why I've sort of gotten out I just want to be I just want to meet someone in person because it's it's so not about what they look like it's more about the energy and what what we click on and what we talk about and 
and what makes yeah. me laugh and like maybe that's there's no way to know in an app or like maybe you're good at writing a joke but you can't fucking have a conversation yes. yeah. like or you're good at texting but you can't have a conversation yeah exactly i just also or you don't, don't eat pussy yeah what is that <laughs> who are you if you don't eat pussy what are you and why are you here <laughs> just go um, away <laughs> yeah i i feel similarly i really i really want the energy thing to be there yeah. i think there's a lot of things like all the my long-term relationships were with people I met in real life. Yeah. Because same. we mm-hmm. looked at each other and we said yes to each other. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you. Yep. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you weird-looking man. I like you. Totally. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever gone as far as far as like I loved your manifesting slash the secret of I'm making room for a person <laughs> in my life? I've had a lot of women tell me like – girl like if you don't even sit down and write down what you want then you'll never get it like have you guys gone as far to like manifest it on paper of being like yes. I want this this yeah. this this yeah. yeah yeah I write yeah. it down in my journal w- once a month wow once it's a, a month. circle I write in a circle yeah. qualities of someone I want yeah I don't care what his job is preferably not a comedian <laughs> but very funny um <laughs> I write in the circle, like, the th- qualities I want of someone. Yeah. That they, like, know themselves, that they see me, that they're funny, that they work on themselves, that they're spiritual. I write yeah. down the qualities. Yeah. that I got to do that more often. I've done it one time three years ago. I think it's really good on getting <laughs> clear on what you need. Because I think when you break it down, you're like, does it matter to me if he's tall? Yeah. Primally, that is something I'm very attracted to. It matters to me. Is that in my thing? No, that's a given. Like, I'm probably not going to be attracted. You know what I mean? But, like, I think it's really important to get clear on the qualities that are really important. Mm-hmm. I used to say jobs that I didn't want him to have. <laughs> I used to be, like, not an actor. And now yeah. I'm like, would I date a successful actor who really loves himself and, like, loves me and works on himself? Probably. Yeah. Would I pray that for anyone? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. No. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that list. I've done it a couple times and actually I've dated a couple men where like they showed up and they and I was like, oh, my God, you're like if my list became a person, what the hell? What ends up happening, at least for me, is that I become uh, like attached to the idea of that. Yeah. And then I can't necessarily engage with them on a real like on a. Because I'm like, well, you fit everything. You're perfect. Yeah. Let's get married. Yeah. Like, well, I've known you literally an hour. <laughs> um, so I try not to stay. I try to think about what that person, um, h- how I feel with that person and and what I can offer them, what I feel like I can offer them and and what I feel when I'm with them. And focus mostly on that and try yeah. not to think about the list so much because I feel like in general, I'm not going to want to spend time with you or be attracted to you if you're not kind or right. if you're not smart yeah. or if you're not thoughtful. Like those just are things that are going to turn me off pretty quickly. So I kind of just trust that uh, my natural sort of like instincts will push me away from people like that. I'm much more concerned with like, do you eat pussy? <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm not kidding. Actually, a it's not a joke. It's really important. When it rains, in a boat, <laughs> you better eat float. it like it's your fucking dinner, or wanna, go the fuck home. I kind of want to write a Dr. Seuss rhyme about about pussy, pussy eating. Yeah. Oh, you guys, should. I'm just staying on brand. Butt yeah. stuff and pussy. I eating. took a children's um, picture book class. I could help you. Yeah. <gasps> Please, like, let's do this. Do you eat it on a boat? Do you eat, eat it, it in a float? float. <laughs> yeah. 
great story. Do you eat it? This is like steak. Yeah. I don't know. Do you eat it when you stay up late? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But no, I mean, all the time. Do you eat it when it's mine? I mean, it's a book. We got to write it. We got to write it. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like um, I'm trying to (laughs) just trust my instincts more and more. I feel like that's like. And listen to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I have a friend who did make an altar and a collage and lit candles every night. And then one year later, she got married. Okay. So the collage. I manifested it. Was it a a specific person she was focused on? (laughs) Or was it like a. Was it like a collection of pictures or like quality? Like, what was the collage? Pictures. Okay. It had an angel on it because he was going to be her angel. Okay. I don't mean to make fun because she claims it worked for her. Mazel Tov. Yeah. Shonda Rhimes has been on my vision board for two years and now she is my boss. Oh, so I'm not here to like make fun of anyone's vision board. I'm really just asking. Bill Murray's been on my vision board for like five to six years because I want to work with him before he dies. He shares my birthday. That's amazing. See, you're one degree closer now. And I also have the picture of Sofia Coppola directing him because that's capacity. I want to work with him. I want to direct him in something like before we're both dead. I have to say, like, (laughs) I, my vision board before, I had um, Hugh Laurie on it. Yeah. And I made it like 10 years ago. And then my very first big guest star was on House. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I do think I to believe some in degree, this like, that stuff, when you're looking at it every day, I mean, I don't know if I believe in the secret necessarily, but, like, I think when you're looking at it every day or you sort of, like, make the effort to, like, cut it out and put it on a piece of poster board and then yeah. you look at it, there's kind of an inevitable... There is. I sold a show, sort of like, like, I cut out a picture of, a th- of, like, a little girl that was, like, the prototype for a character in a show that I wrote and I sold it. Yeah, and yeah. she was on my wall for two years. Yeah, I sold it. Yeah, I need to put more shit on my walls. I know. Guys. Yeah, I believe in it. I do believe <laughs> in manifesting. Yeah, I a hundred percent have seen it happen in my life. Yeah, I guess a for ton me of the times. idea of manifesting a specific person still feels weird. Maybe it's just manifesting a specific type of love. Like yeah. I don't know if it's because sp- like we don't know what that person's gonna look like. What if you manifest the way it would make you feel? Right, right, right. You know, right. like that, what that type of love would make you feel. Yeah, I do like that idea. Got to put some stuff on my walls, like ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get on it. More stuff on my walls. Yeah. More yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that you make and could put on your walls, yeah. Uh, Stevie makes these amazing pocket compliments. She brought me some. Yeah. I, like, freaked They're the freaked best. Out. Hopefully, I can open The them, only so. bad news is there are no more. There are no are more. Are you going to make more? But you're going to do. Question. Are you doing. So, okay, Another. pocket compliments are like 50 tiny little uplifting notes in a, a beautiful box. In a box, Hopefully all designed and created by me and painted by me. And um, with the help of like suggestions from Facebook people saying, like, what are your favorite compliments and stuff like that. And then I incorporated some of them. Um, so I sold 200. I cannot open them. Yes, I can I help did you. It. I did it. Oh. I can, um, <laughs> I sold 200 boxes on Etsy. Oh my God. That's so cool. Which is so cool. My first thing that I've ever, like, sold out of. Um, so cool. They're so beautiful. I may do one other run of them. And I like to have oh, limited so edition beautiful. boxes. Yeah. So that's the coral box. And there's a blue yeah. box. Um, and uh, I'm working on another thing right now that's an offshoot of them. So I'm currently painting every morning and every afternoon. And it's similar to them. Um, so I'll let you know when those are available and what they're called when they're oh, available. Yeah. But it's kind of a secret right now. But um, yeah, I created those. I created those when I was in a relationship. And I had spoken to a good friend of mine 
And I was like, I just don't feel like he chooses me. Like, I don't feel like I'm the one. I don't feel like I'm his soulmate. I don't feel like I'm special. Like, I was feeling a lack of um, being told that all those things, but also, like, just not feeling them. And she was like, why don't you tell yourself those things? Aww. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, why don't you tell yourself that you're chosen? Why don't you tell yourself that you're special? Why don't you tell yourself that you're magic? You know, all those things. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really good idea. And I went home and I started journaling it. And I was like, this doesn't feel right because everything important I do, I paint. Yeah. Everything. And since I was young, everything that like matters, like I paint. And so I just started painting them. Like I started painting. My first one was I'm so proud of you. Something I hadn't heard from him. Mm-hmm. Then I painted um, like... I choose you or whatever it was like you're chosen. And as I started painting them, I realized there's so many things that we don't hear daily that would be so nice to be heard and would so nice to be like to feel them. And I started painting them and I was like, well, if I'm feeling this way, a lot of people must be feeling this way. And so I made them, it was sort of just like a soul project. It was like the first thing I did where it was just like, I thought of it. I did it in two months. I created it. So cool. And is it just your name on Etsy? Is that how people find you? Um, or you have an, a pseudonym, or is it? Just it's just name? Stevie Does It. Stevie Does It. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> Stevie <laughs> Does It, and um, I left it open so that I could make other things. I've sold prints on there too, like art prints and stuff. But yeah, yeah they're sold out right now. So if you do go to the store, you can't buy anything. <laughs> um, but a project coming soon. Yeah, a project coming soon that will yeah. be very similar in nature. Um, cool. And hopefully just a better version almost. They're so, I mean, they're so beautiful. And the purpose is to give them to people. Yeah, yeah. to give them to people or give them yeah. yourself. Like put them around your room. You could literally, yeah. they're all pieces of art essentially. So you could literally yeah. stack your wall and your mirrors. And Celia carries one in her car. Yeah. That. You know? I have one in my car in and I have one on my desk. Yeah. yeah. I have one in my yoga bag. Love it. I also leave them places. Yeah, Yeah, you can leave them for people. It can be, like, you can write a little note on back. You can leave nothing. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's just spreading, essentially spreading the thing you want someone to feel. So cool. They say, like, you can do anything. You are sharp. You are dope. You shine. I see you. My favorite one is You Are Limitless. I love that one. I like You Are Magic a lot, I like You Are Magic, too. Stevie texted me the other day to say that I was magic. It was the best feeling. That's awesome. That's awesome. So my question, too, is have you ever given uh, one of these to a person you have a crush on? I did something better, but mm-hmm. it ends, ended so badly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for Valentine's Day, I made my ex-boyfriend his own set of pocket compliments with specific compliments, like, um, you know, just sweet, sweet things specifically about him, like, you're so funny or you're... Um, a genius writer and all these things and I gave him his own set and when we broke up (laughs) he left them and everything I ever gave him in my house so I kept them because honestly I was like these came from my heart and I love them and so I kept that special thing but I've never given one of my like pre-made ones to someone. Yeah. I also haven't, since then, I haven't really been in love. Yeah. Like since, and I haven't really been in a relationship since making them. I've been on a journey of relearning to um, love myself and give myself attention. Yeah. 
I used to write my ex-boyfriend a letter every year on his birthday, my mm-hmm. like longest relationship, about everything I loved about him. And the last year we were together, I didn't write one, and he was um, so crushed that. And I oh. never realized that they meant that much to him. He took them all, thank God. Like when we broke them up, I yeah. Imagine if right. he left yeah. them in that's your house. Oh my God, that's so terrible. I wonder to this day if he like ever still reads those letters because it's like a huge chunk of our 20s Aww, like i read him a letter so like sweet. every year it was very sweet he never did anything like that for me when we're not together <laughs> <laughs> so there you go that was not even there you go but hey i hope he still reads them if he if, might yeah he yeah, might he i think does. he still has them probably he put them all in a box with letters from his other girlfriends <laughs> wow <laughs> letters from us both in the same Great. box perfect love That's is life. fluid and <laughs> so Time doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I never thought about that in so long, though, until you said this. I was uh, like, oh, man, I can't believe I did that. I was so, so kind and so, so in sweet. love. Yeah. <laughs> I did that, too, for it's my nice, ex-husband. Nice I used to, to write him, that. like, letters telling him how yeah. much I yeah. Him. I've done totally. that to almost every partner. Mm-hmm. I'm very, like, it's very easy for me to write little notes. Yeah. yeah. Make you feel special. I think I like, like uh, I think mine started with like you you sentences. It was like you are twenty four. You are like this when you're twenty four. These are things I know about you when you're twenty four. That's like, so great. Yeah, that reminds me I of the movie Beginners. Script. I was just gonna say that's very Beginners of you. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. very Beginners. I love too. Beginners. So I love this question, and I want to ask Please. it. Please. What? <laughs> I want to get it right now because now I'm paranoid that I just didn't. What question do you think is important to ask a person? that you think is your soulmate? What question? Is yeah. it like the day you meet them? No, I mean, whenever. I, the reason, so uh, the reason I liked this question is because I feel very strongly, so I did a podcast about a year and a half ago, two years ago, eh, whatever, doesn't matter, uh, called The Mental Illness Happy Hour. Highly recommend it. It's really great, especially if you deal with mental illness. And Paul Gilmartin hosts it. And what he asked me, he asked me this before I did the podcast. And I didn't realize how profound it was until I started answering the questions. But he asks you to come up with um, three to six things you love and three to six things that you fear. And doing it made me really examine because it's not like I love my partner. I love my dog. Like uh, those are givens. You love your family. But like what do you love? Like I love diving in a cold pool on a hot day and touching the bottom and then popping up like I'm a rocket. Like I love a crunchy mm. French fry. I, I remember love, when you asked this on yeah, Facebook. Like yeah. I think those are the best. So I I realized I didn't really do this in my last couple relationships. Um and I keep sort of like it's weird to say like I keep meaning to the next time I date someone. <laughs> Just weird. But like that's a question that's a thing that I I think I would do, and I don't know what the timing on it would be. I feel like it would be one of those things where I would just, it would just, you would just know when it's the right time to be like, okay, what's something you love? What's something you're afraid of? To really like, because I think that really forced me to do that. So I'm, Mm. so I'm asking like, what is a question like that that you might ask someone that you think is your soulmate or could potentially be your soulmate? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. To be honest, it's a, it's a tough question. It's something I've never thought of. I tend, when I'm in relationships, we just are pretty open books, and I usually just ask all the things. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm, like, usually just, like, what was your last relationship like? Do you see yourself with me forever? Like, 
am I too much? Am I too little? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I yeah. I tend to ask a lot of things. Um, let me give it a second. While Stevie thinks, Lindsay, do you have an answer? Oh, man, I'm really similar. Like, I feel like, you know, if we don't want to stay up, like, all night and talk, like, really early on in the relationship, then I feel like we're, like, probably not a match. Like, I, I love that of, like, wanting to just, like, be up with a person and, like, know everything about them. Um, I, I wonder, like, you know, there's that 34 questions, 32 questions, that New York Times article that mm -hmm. went around forever that they're like, if you ask these questions, the person will fall in love with you. And I know one of them is something like, how do you want to die? <laughs> Which like... Uh, this is like I we got so this is making me like think about last time in love which I was in love which was a long time ago and it's really only been with one person and we used to always tell each other how we would bury each other and like that was like our thing and like yeah. he was like uh if I would kill you like how long would it take people to like find out and then he would be like I do this with your body and then I'd be like I do this with your body mm -hmm. I feel like that's <laughs> like, true love yeah that's true like, love that's how true would you love. murder me yeah exactly exactly oh man you're talking to a girl who's watched every <laughs> single forensic file yeah. episode and can like literally quote them totally and that then, is like, my alley i yeah. like he'd be like i'd like do this with your head because your head's so pretty and then like i would i love stuff like that and i'm like i'm looking for the next person who just wants to tell me like, uh, I love what that. they do to my body when I'm <laughs> dead. that's so funny <laughs> that's so funny yeah yeah i think <laughs> i i think i came up with a question yes i think i would ask my soulmate and my next partner what makes you feel safe I oh, that. I love that. Because I think my goal in the next thing is to make someone feel safe in the same way I want them to help me to feel safe. And I remember the times I felt most loved by partners was when they made an effort to make me feel safe. I love that so much. Yeah, I love that, too. It's cool. a great question. I'm stealing it. <laughs> You're welcome, too. For when I'm in a relationship 40 years from now. <laughs> Oh no, girl! Manifest it sooner. You already are making. I'm buying trying. two of things. I talked to a psychic who told me I wouldn't be ready for a relationship till 2018, and I said, "No, duh." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Give me a break. You don't think I know that?" <laughs> you guys, this has been so fun. It really made me like re-believe in love. Like seriously, this podcast. Oh my was gosh! Like, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> That's never my goal. I know. I'm usually a cynical jerk. So this is like so nice to philosophize on love and like try and not be cynical about it. It was mm. really, really fun and lovely. Um, so thank you guys so much for being here. Um, Stevie, where can people find you on the social medias and all that oh good stuff? Oh my gosh. You can find me everywhere at <laughs> I am Stevie Nelson. So it's I am Stevie Nelson .com, Instagram, I am Stevie Nelson, Twitter, <laughs> I am Stevie Nelson, Facebook, I am Stevie Nelson. Anything you want, I am Stevie Nelson. You got it. You got them all. I I couldn't get my name for some things. People already took it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like I, Instagram. I did it years and years ago. Smart. And um, I wanted to be like a mantra. I am this. Yeah, I you love know? it. I love it. Celia, where can people find you? I'm Celia Fink on everything. Yeah. You are? Yeah. Celia Fink on everything. That's cool. That's, that yeah. is cool. You guys are well branded. <laughs> there were yeah. like there are like a lot of Lindsay Stidhams. I'm like such like That's a cliche weird. of That's my decade, so I feel like. There's like a model, there's a softball player. Because well, I've Googled myself, so I, I mean, know I know who the other Lindsay Stidhams are. I get the Lindsay part, but the Stidham, I feel like your last name is unusual, no? It's apparently not. <laughs> 
Interesting. <laughs> What's up, other Lindsay students out there? We should all hang out one day. Um, you can also find Welcome to the Clam Bake on Instagram at Welcome to the Clam Bake. You can find us on Clam on Twitter, Clam Bake Pod. We love it when you reach out, send us an email, tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. If we, you've heard us made any feminist follies, like let us know. You can rate us and review us on uh, iTunes. You can listen to us where you get your podcast. Angela will be back next week. Uh, the wives will be back together. Strength in numbers. Uh, thanks for listening, Clams. Bye. 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 Welcome to the clam bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of vaginas talking. What's a creative podcast network?